Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. From St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. At 10 years old, what did you do in your spare time? Me? I mostly rode my bike if it wasn't too cold out. I watched a bit of after-school Thundercats cartoons over home-cooked snacks. My grandma's go-to was boiled potatoes with salt and gobs of margarine. And I read books. I truly loved reading books. But I didn't start my own book club the way our next guest, Sydney Keys III, did. I also had dreams of writing a book someday which, for the record, I have not done yet as a grown person in her 40s, but Sydney also did in his mid-teens. We last heard from Sydney near the end of 2017 when he joined our show to talk with us about starting Books and Bros, a reading group for black boys, and how the past year had been for him. I think that this has been an amazing year and how I'm taking it in. I'm just trying to like, of course, all of this is amazing and great, but I'm also trying not to overreact and think that I'm better than anybody else. But I do get that this is a really good thing that I did. And this is an amazing year that I've had so far. We're delighted to have Sydney with us again today to talk about Books and Bros and becoming a published author at the ripe old age of 16. Sydney, welcome to the program. Thank you. So the last time that you were on St. Louis on the Air was in March of 2017, which feels like eons ago. And you were here to talk about Books and Bros, which is an organization that you founded. For those who are unfamiliar with Books and Bros, can you talk about how that started and why you created it back in 2017 when you were 10? During that summer of 2016, I was 10 years old, and I'd always had a love for reading, although my mom had learned that there was a void in the literature that I was taking in. And the void was that I wasn't seeing representation within the books that I read. And so my mom took me to the only African-American children's bookstore in St. Louis, ICME Bookstore, which caters specifically to black children's books. Whenever I went inside of I See Me, I was just in a whole new world. It felt almost magical seeing characters on the walls and the covers of books that looked like me that I could relate to. And that was a feeling that I wanted to have my friends experience as well. And so I asked the bookstore owners if they knew of a book club that I could join as well as recommend to my friends. And they said that the only one that they knew of, similar to what I was asking for, was for all girls. And so 10-year-old Sydney at the time, with the entrepreneurial mindset from my mom, decided to ask the bookstore owners and my mom if I could start my own book club called Books and Bros, and that's how Books and Bros was born. So the name of the, the club, Books and Bros, did that come easily, or was there some conversation that you had with your mom or others? Talk about that. It came very easily. The name came very easily, naming Books and Bros. Um, at first, my mom actually did not like the name, although I think it's grown on her over time, mm-hmm. um, and Books and Bros has grown into its name, and I think that it's a pretty fitting. What was it that she didn't 
particularly like about that name? <laughs> um, I don't think that there was anything in particular that she did not like about the name, but I feel like that she thought that they were better. But I think that it's grown on her now. Well, it's certainly easy to remember. Now, how has Books and Bros developed over the years, maybe in ways that you were not expecting it to? Books and Bros has grown exponentially over the years of me having the club itself. Initially, all I wanted was a group of friends that I could talk to about the books that I read with characters who looked like me. And it grew into a subscription-based business, which I could not tell you that I thought that this is where I would be seven years ago. And so with Books and Bros growing, we've grown from a small book club to an internationally subscription-based company shipping out boxes to members all across the United States. So who is ordering these books? Who's part of, of your subscription service? The subscription service that we cater towards is the age range 7 to 13 of all boys. And have you been able to tell um, how many of your subscribers are, like you, young black boys or, or young men? Absolutely. The majority of our members are young black men. So being able to have conversations that go deep in the books that we're reading, as well as conversations that allude to the outside world and society, are very important. And how do you come about, um, or how do you go about, that is, choosing books for the Books and Bro Club? How we choose books ranges and varies per month. So some months we may have members decide on a book that they enjoy. So if we're reading a series of a specific book that we like and we want to read another book in that series, we may do a simple vote on which book that we want to read next. Or I can make an executive decision in a sense of seeing a book that I think would be a really good fit for the book club, thinking about what each member's tastes are, and always picking something that's going to keep them interested and that they're going to like. How do you all engage with one another? So if one of the reasons you started it, started Books and Bros, was that you wanted to be able to talk with others about what you were reading, how do you, like practically, um, how do you do that now? Initially, with organizing the meetups, we would meet in person every Sunday, the first Sunday of every month. And so we would meet in person at a building in St. Louis called the Ferguson Youth Initiative. And we would meet for about an hour and a half each first Sunday of every month. And each discussion would be youth-led with adult advisory from what we call big bros, which are essentially black male figures that are something similar to a mentor to the members in the book club. And so each group would have a big bro as well as maybe ranging from six to eight bros in a little group talking about the book that we read and the discussion and the curriculum that we developed for them. And how much do you think people were really taken sort of with the way that you were doing things in community? Um, I believe that it made a huge ripple effect in my community when everyone learned about the club that I started, starting from media outlets, um, showcasing the book club all over St. Louis and having people come out from everywhere supporting me, as well as being able to, with the resources that I was given, 
to give back into my community with different events such as clothing drives and food drives. I'm talking with Sydney Keys III, who is the founder of Books and Bros, a book club focused on reading materials and a collective reading experience for black boys between the ages of 7 and 13. I'm talking with you today because you have uh, managed another accomplishment, and that is writing the book, Books and Bros, 44 Inspiring Books for Black Boys. Sydney, when did the idea to write this book first come to mind? The idea to first write this book came to mind naturally a while ago because we have always had the question of what we were reading as well as a reading list or even just a book about my story with creating books and bros in St. Louis and how my community uplifted me to the point where I am today. So the general idea of Books and Bros, 44 Inspiring Books for Black Boys, is showcasing all of the books that we've read in the book club, saying what each member liked about it, what we liked about it, what we didn't, and how it affected the book club. And it also goes into depth with our story with beginning the book club and how we've grown and how we've reached many different audiences. And when was it that you actually started writing the book in earnest? Around August of 2022. Oh, so it's quite recent then. But the idea for it is something that had been on your mind for quite some time. How is it that you settled upon just 44 titles among all the ones that have been selected for Books and Bros subscriptions over the years? Well, we actually selected each book that we've read in the book club so far. So with each pick of each book inside of the book, that's each book that we've read in the book club and essentially a review of each one. Oh, so the subscription involves one book per, is it per month? Yes, ma'am. One book per month. So what comes with that book per month is a subscription-based box that is shipped to your doorstep, which comes with the book curriculum, snacks that we might put in the book that we could partner with companies for, as well as any other trinkets or curriculum that we find for that book. Snacks are very important to reading. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Sydney, you've done a lot of growing up since you were 10. I mean, if we listen back to the interview with you in 2017, your voice sounds very different. (laughs) Are there books that uh, you know, you you have you've chosen forty four here. Are there any books that you have not read for Books and Bros that you wish you could include now? I really wish that I could include Long Way Down by Jason Reynolds, which is one of my favorite books written by one of my favorite authors, which we did not read in the book club simply because it was a little bit too mature of a book for the age range that we were targeting, but it's a really good read that I could read over and over again. Mm -hmm. And that gets at something that I was noticing as I was reading your book, that there is quite a range of books here, but there are plenty of them that, you know, might be for kids, but in fact could be enjoyed by people much older. And then if you're an advanced reader, that there are some things that you'd be capable of reading, but 
you know, as you mentioned, like some of the themes might be a little bit too mature. Um, one of the ones that stood out, because I have read it and I read the sequel as well, was Class Act. And I understand that you have moved to Atlanta relatively recently. How long have you been there? And you know, has, has reading or books and bros helped you kind of adjust to being in a new place? I've lived in Atlanta for roughly two years now, and literacy has always helped me kind of integrate into spaces, finding other people who enjoy books that I like to read as well. And so alluding that with Class Act, it's very real to me because moving to Atlanta, it was um, with the school that I go to, Pace Academy, is a private school up in a very affluent part of Atlanta, which is similar to what the character in Class Act also uh, went through with going to his art school. Mm -hmm. And so being able to relate to the character in the book is something that was pretty important to me, especially being able to think about that now. So it sounds like it was a a book that you selected before you moved and now has a different kind of uh, resonance in your life. I never thought that I would be able to relate to a character so much now, but it's pretty amazing seeing how things come back in full circle. Mm-hmm. Now, we've mentioned that you started Books and Bros when you were 10, and now you're almost 17. When is your birthday? My birthday was January 31st. Oh, okay. Well, happy belated birthday. And now you are 17, but at 16, you were a published author. Um, that's a lot to accomplish at a, a relatively... Um, young age, um, has has there been any pressure or burden that you have felt to keep all of this up, um, you know, after all this time and, and given what you know is missing out there and what's necessary? Um, yeah, I mean, there is a sense of pressure of just being able to uplift a community as well, just showcase what anyone can do from any circumstances so of course it comes with pressure but i'm also extremely grateful for people like my mother and people in my community that help lift as much of that off so to where i can still be a kid growing up as a regular 16 year old and do amazing things along the side in my community and outside Mm -hmm. and what did you learn from writing this book sydney i learned that it takes a lot of work writing a book. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears goes into it. And the final product is always rewarding. It's almost as if you're going up a mountain and it's hard getting to the top. But once you get down to the, once you get up to the top of the mountain, the way down is just amazing. And how does it look from up there? Like, how do you, how do you know that you have written something that has, um, that has importance for people? Being able to see the smile on people's faces when they receive my book is honestly the best gift that I could receive. And I could say that about anything that I've done with Books and Bros. What do you envision for the next stage of Books and Bros and for yourself? What, what's the, the next big thing? Developing chapters across the United States of different youth-led book clubs after Books and Bros essentially leading their own independent chapters each month. The last question, who would you shout out 
for for what you've been able to achieve and I would absolutely shout out my mother. She's been the driving force behind me, creating books and bros, maintaining it, and as well as it flourishing. She's been my partner in crime through this entire time, and I'm extremely grateful for her. As well, I would I would shout out to my amazing community in St. Louis and Atlanta. Sydney, thank you so much for taking time out of your school day to talk with us. Sydney Keys III is the founder of Books and Bros and now the author of the book, Books and Bros, 44 Inspiring Reads for Black Boys. He spoke with us from Atlanta, Georgia, where he now lives and continues building black youth literacy and community through reading. You can learn more about the Books and Bros subscription club and Sydney's book at booksandbros.com. All this talk about young people and books definitely calls for more. I want to know about your thoughts and experiences with books that have made a difference in your life or in the lives of those you love. So before we close the show, I want your help with a future episode of the show. Was there a book you read as a kid or teen that helped you see yourself in the world in a way that affirmed your place in it? Or is there a book you've read to kids in your life that captures a life lesson you think they'll need as they grow? Share your thoughts by leaving us a voicemail at 314-516-6397. That's 314-516-NEWS. You can also email us at talk at stlpr.org. And, of course, we welcome your thoughts in our still new Facebook group. It's the public one we launched at the end of January. And it's the page that replaces the private one that did so well, we want all the people to be in the new group. You can find it by searching St. Louis on the Air. Look for the profile pic that's a lovely collaged image and join us with a simple click. No more admin approval. I can't wait to see you there. This episode was produced by Maya Norfleet and Elaine Cha. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dore. Our production intern is Avery Rogers. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.